welcome to the 29th episode of the Cinefessions podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Brandon Shawan, and joining me today, we have Ash Collins. Ash, how you doing? I'm much better than last week, that's for sure. I'm glad to hear it, yeah. If you missed last week's episode, which I don't know why you would have, but Ash was under the weather, and so it was just Chris and I, and we moved back uh, the review of Army of Darkness to this week, but unfortunately, there was a little emergency at work today with Chris, and so he was unable to record tonight, so we are actually moving the Army of Darkness review back yet another week. We really apologize for that, but obviously there's just unforeseen circumstances that have popped up the past couple weeks that we really have no control over. And so I don't want to talk about Army of Darkness without all of us here. And so next week we will get to that, obviously, assuming everyone is here, which I imagine everyone will be. So all of our American listeners... A very happy Thanksgiving to you. This will be releasing on Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. So I hope you eat to your heart's content. And I don't know, does the UK celebrate Thanksgiving? No, they wouldn't. That wouldn't make sense, right? Um, I don't know that they celebrate it the same way we do. Um, okay. Yeah. Brent, you'll have, to, you'll have to chime in and let us know how you celebrate anything in this month, if, if you do. If you celebrate eating a lot of food and watching... American football, which I, <laughs> I doubt you do, but nonetheless. Anyway, so this week, I, I don't know what was wrong. I was just talking with Ash about it. I don't know what the hell happened to our audio in episode 28. And I, I apologize for it in the show notes. And I just want to apologize again. It was terrible. Um, Chris misplaced one microphone, tried another one, and that was as good as it got. So hopefully when Chris is back next week, the audio will be back up to the, the par that you know we've come to expect as a podcast. So Hopefully that'll be better. Hopefully he will be better. Hopefully, Ash, you'll stay healthy. And hopefully I won't, uh, you know, fall off a cliff or anything. And we'll be back with the Army of Darkness review next week. So, Ash, what did you do the past couple of weeks? Uh, I watched quite a few movies, actually. Well, not quite a few. Um, well, yeah, quite a few, actually, compared to what <laughs> I had been doing. Yeah. Um. I'm watch. Let's see. Right now, I'm in the middle of binge watching Marvel's Jessica Jones. I am eleven episodes. No, I've got two. Yeah, I've got two episodes to go, so I'm eleven episodes in. Mm. Um, fantastic. I'm loving it. Um, David Tennant is fantastic as the bad guy. Um, okay. They do a lot of neat things with it. I, I like the the comic book originally kind of turned the whole superhero idea on its head anyway by making Jessica kind of like a you know, a survivor. She used to be in the comic book. She was a former Avenger who was suffering from PTSD and a drinking problem and a smoking problem hmm. and a language problem and <laughs> wow. a lot of things. She had a lot of problems. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they they did they kind of kept a lot of that and they've dealt with it throughout the show a little bit differently than they did in the comics. But it's very much just from what I've read of the comics or seen of the comics, it looks a lot like that. So that's pretty cool. Um, Should we expect a review of season one in the yeah. future okay awesome yeah i figure i'll do one just like i did daredevil yeah absolutely Good. um let's see i rewatched doom 2 which is still on netflix i don't know why doom and doom 3 are not but doom 2 <laughs> is so if you haven't watched that go watch now hell uh, yeah and then listen to our podcast about bollywood that we did i don't remember which episode that was it was one of the first like five i think though maybe two or, or maybe four or five i don't know yeah it was one of the earlier ones um, let's see. I watched, um, Harbinger Down, which was a, um, it stars Lance Henriksen. He's the main, the main dude in it. Yeah. Um, but it was the whole idea for Harbinger Down came about when, um, the guys who did the practical effects for the thing prequel were a little pissed off with how yeah. much GI was dumped all over their work in right. the thing. So they decided to, that they wanted to do a film with uh, their own practical effects. And the only CG would be to remove like wires or, you know, like, uh, you know, unnecessary actors faces and let the practical effects do the work. That's cool. Um, so, uh, Harbinger down, uh, it's on Netflix. Um, Lance Hendrickson is one of the leads in it, which I thought was fantastic. Um, he does a great job. They actually, they set it on a, uh, on a, uh, uh, shrimp boat, or not a shrimp boat, a crab boat in Alaska. Okay. Um, which I was amused by because I've uh, I love Deadliest Catch. I mean, the boat. 
Yeah, we actually think they might have used footage from the sh- from Deadliest Catch for a couple of the shots. Because oh, okay. They actually took these guys out on a crab boat to do it. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but uh, the practical effects work is phenomenal. Uh, it's great stuff. I and the creatures look fantastic. Uh, but they, they, the way they shot it looks great. The characters are interesting. It's not the most imaginative movie. Mm-hmm. I will give it that. It's as far yeah, I mean, it, it feels like the thing, or it feels like um, you know, virus or any of those kind of movies where you know it's a it's a creature feature. Oh, yeah, really. Um, they try to do a little bit of the paranoia of the thing, but it's not quite as effective. Uh, you know, a few other things, but it's it's neat. The effects look really, really good, um, and they have some great bits in it. Uh, a couple of great characters, so I like that. Um, what else did I watch here? Yeah. Um, sticking with Harbor John for just one more second. Uh, I know that that was a film that was, I believe, uh, on Kickstarter a yes. while back. And uh, Sean DeRegger, who uh, is one of the hosts of the Screamcast, he, uh, um, what do you want to say, uh, contributed to the Kickstarter campaign. And I know he was kind of disappointed with the whole overall process because it took a lot longer than he expected, one. And two, he uh, just I don't think he liked the film very much. So I, I was glad to hear that you enjoyed it. And knowing now that it's from the people that did the practical effects in the, the thing rem- uh, prequel, it makes me very interested in checking it out. And I know it's on Netflix, so it's not going to cost me a damn thing. So I'm definitely going to check that out sometime soon here. The next one I ended up watching while I was sick was uh, Dark Was the Night. Um, Kevin Durant's in it. He's the only real big name actor in it. Okay. Um, he played um, Blob in X Men Origins Wolverine, um, <laughs> and he's been in a he's been in a couple other movies since. But he's the one that I I, I think most people will recognize him from. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Dark was the night. Um, they they have like a, it's basically it's a creature feature uh, set in a small town, but only he he kind of figures out what's going on after it happens. And uh, it's like it basically like thinks kind of like the Wendigo myth, only you know doing a little more a little more more different things with it. Okay. Um, uh, it's it was more this one definitely. While Harbinger Down didn't look low budget, um, this one looks low budget, but it's not it's not terrible. But they made some really weird choices with like lighting, oh. like during the day. Like during the day, there's like this blue filter over everything. Hmm. It's like it's like okay, nothing is this blue uh, ever, uh, but the night scenes <laughs> look fine, you know. So it's just it, that one's a little weird. That one was okay. We like that one too. I heard. Um, I think Chris. I feel like Chris watched that and had like the same comments about the the weird lighting and everything. Yeah, I and mean, it wasn't bad. It wasn't yeah. like it was like oh my god, this is amazing. Yeah, everyone has to watch it, but it was it was decent. Okay. Uh, and that one's on Netflix too. And then. Um, the one okay, there was two that we watched that were very similar, and we watched the second one. We thought it was like it was probably the one that was based off of the other one, but it wasn't. They're like completely different stories. Oh. Um, uh, the the second this is the actual the one the second one we actually watched was called Let Us Pray, uh, okay. and it takes place in a uh, police station in a Scottish town, mm-hmm. in a, like Scottish town, and basically all these people that end up stuck in here have done bad things. And this one guy is there to punish them, kind of like, uh, uh, yeah, kind of like, uh, not necessarily like the Punisher, more like avenging angel. I'm going to fuck you up for your sins type of thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's it, that one was interesting. Um, I actually liked that one more than both Harbinger Down and um, and the other and Dark Was a Night. OK, uh, just just because the actors in it were really good. Um and it was just the situations that were so up. Hmm. Uh, they had some pretty decent uh, uh, kills for it and stuff like that. That's cool. Um, what was the one? Was it? Let me look. Oh, Last Shift. Oh, okay. Yeah, Chris just watched that one. Yeah, Last Shift was pretty good. I liked that one. Um, that one's definitely a low-budget one, but mm-hmm. they do a lot with what they've got. Um I like the actress they picked for it. She was pretty good. I mean, she carries. She has to carry the movie, and she does a good job with it. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's they. They do a lot of really creepy shit with it. They and, both take place in a police station, right? Yeah. Okay. And but the, and they're both like you know they both deal with the supernatural, but they're yeah. very 
very different feel. Like one deals with like um, a crazy cult, and the other one deals with an avenging angel. So, and it, gotcha. it's very different feel to it. Like uh, Last Shift is more like uh, suspense, you know, s- scary kind of suspense ghost shit. Mm-hmm. Fuck with your head, and and uh, the other one is more, you know, I, I'm going to be as gruesome as I can while these people get what's coming to them type of thing. <laughs> so that was that was what I ended up watching other than uh, and then the Jessica Jones. And stuff, right. So. I don't have my phone on me to check and I don't want to mess with the internet to, to go on Twitter, but I think Chris's tweet said something along the lines of last shift was a complete mess of a film or something like that. So I don't think he liked that one. But um, I could be wrong. Well, if you have to, he'll have to let us know next week, but I think he didn't like that one. Yeah, it's it's a little it's not necessarily all over the place, but there but there's a couple of spots where it's kind of the the shift is abrupt. Okay. But but it's abrupt for the character too, and we're seeing it all through her eyes. So like if you know we don't get to see what's happened while she's unconscious. Like if she gets knocked over the head and wakes up, you know, we're stuck with what we're seeing it through her eyes type of thing. Oh, well, that's kind of that, cool. Yeah, so that might have something to do with it. Um, the other thing is, I went and saw Mockingjay Part Two in the theater. Oh yeah, um, that's right. Saturday. Um, I don't know. Did Chris do a review for that one yet? No. Or did he? No. He I went to go see it, but he didn't review it. Okay, I might have to. I got. I still have to finish the the one I did for the anthology. I got it started and just I was too out of it to oh, write. I was that. actually going to say if if you. I don't, I don't know what your thoughts are now, but if you didn't, if, cause I know you were having a hell of a time trying to come up with the, what to talk about it or what to say about it. I mean, if you just want to talk about it here a little bit, I mean, that would, that would totally be fine too. It's up to you though. Or you can no, wait no, talk got, about it next week or, or you can write the review completely up to you. Yeah, I've got, I'm going to, I, I basically I'm writing it down. I'm kind of reviewing each segment and then okay. my overall thoughts. Perfect. Um, but uh, yeah, because each segment, because they're completely, totally separate. Each segment had like a different director. Okay. And basically the guys who made the film or put the film out went through like over 200 submissions to pick out the five that they wanted for their film. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So it's, it's a, they're very different in tone, look, feel, all works. So okay. yeah, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit harder to break down, but, and, and I don't want to spoil any of them because some of them have like pretty good. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, they do have twists. They're yeah. they're all twists. They're all twisted. They okay. all have kind of like a you know, here's what you think's going on, but uh, here's something else, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, and it's a little slower than most too. Like I know yeah. uh, my wife didn't like it at all. She's oh, like, this okay. is so so boring. You know? <laughs> well, a couple of segments were a little slow, but yeah. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, I've got like I've got it like half written. I need to meet a cool it was just hard to sit at my computer last week after sitting at my desk at work <laughs> with all that crap sitting in my face so right I, went, I retreated to the living room and laid on the couch <laughs> <laughs> very good so do you have any um kind of uh i, I don't know initial thoughts on the, the new hunger games film at all that you want to share or do you want to wait until you do until you um, write a review i was actually i was okay with it Okay. I made it all the way through. Uh, no, I thought it was a very good. I liked. I'm one of the people. Parts was a very good thing because they're very tonally. The two parts are very tonally different films telling mm-hmm. the same, you know, different parts of the same story. Oh. But if I think if they tried to cram all of this into one film, it would have been a disaster. It would have been too long, and they would have had to cut too much to really let us get let you know. Because it is a complete shift. I mean, the first two films were centered around the games, and then the third book is really about the revolution, and oh, okay. it's a, yeah, and it's a very different, it's a very different change, you know, in tone and storytelling and everything. And I think them having taking the time to tell the story with part one of you know where we're getting to this point and how they're getting along in the revolution helps get into part two because part two just basically picks it up. Right, I mean, they don't even. There's no previously on Mockingjay. It's you know they pick <laughs> up right where they left off and they go running from there. Okay. Um, I actually, both Chris and I, I think lost it at about the same point in the film, uh, just from his tweets. Yeah, uh, right. That's what I was gonna say. Uh, there's a part uh, in uh, toward the end of the book in the film um, with 
uh, her sister's cat. And, okay. and Jennifer Lawrence absolutely nails the scene. And I was bawling uh, at, that <laughs> scene, at that point. Cause it was just like, Oh my God. Cause you know, at that, they don't give you a lot of breathing room up to that fil- the film. And at that point, you know, you've had a little bit, let it sink in. And it's just like, Oh Jesus. You know? <laughs> so That's awesome. yeah, they, they did a really good job with that. Cool. Very good. What was the last movie you saw in theaters before this Jurassic world? Uh, or no, no, you went to go see like Crimson Peak. Yeah, we went and saw Crimson Peak. Yep. Okay. Very good. Excellent. So does that sum up your last two weeks? Man, yeah, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of, uh, when I was sick, I was playing a lot of Mass Effect on the couch. Oh, okay. I could just like, grab my PS3 controller and lay there and, and sulk. Right. <laughs> <laughs> didn't require a lot of talking or anything. Just like lay there just like, so <laughs> well that's good excellent yeah my week uh consisted pretty much of video games i uh played i rented uh star wars battlefront i had really no desire to even play this game uh until it was released and then i was like damn like i don't know what it is i just i want to try it you know my uh co-worker he he bought it, you know, he paid it off, had it paid off for the past month and a half or so. And uh, so he's been waiting for it. But he's been raving about Fallout 4. But then this one came out and, you know, he said, you know, it's pretty good. I like it, blah, blah, blah. Um, he's like, it's not, Fallout 4 is definitely where he's going to spend most of his time. But this one's fun for kind of like a, uh, just a, what I can't think of the word I'm thinking of, but something to, something else to do as a distraction. And uh, so I was like, man, I don't know. I just like, I want to play it. And so I was trying to find it at Redbox, couldn't find any near me. And so I went to my old work, Family Video, which I know, Ash, and you you shop there. And uh, uh, they had it in stock. So I actually grabbed that and uh, WWE 2K16. And both games are awesome. Um, Battlefront, I absolutely love. Like, I don't, I, I am terrible, terrible at online shooters. But this one, even though I'm not good at it, I'm better than I normally am. I'm kind of ending up kind of in the middle of the pack, uh, stand, uh, which is uh, most times I end up in the middle of the pack, uh, which is a lot better because normally I'm very dead last. Uh, at one time, I even came in third place. I was pretty happy with myself. It's the best I've ever done. And so I don't know what it is about this one. I just I feel the desire to get better. And so like, I keep playing. It's a lot of fun. I'm, I think I'm only like level eight. But once you get past about level three or four, the, it takes a lot longer to level up, especially when you're not very good like I am. But I don't know. It, it's just there are a ton of different multiplayer options, like different modes that you can play. So it kind of keeps it fresh every time. Um, personally, my personal favorite is just the death match. I think it's called Blast. I like that one a lot. There's only four maps right now. And that's a big complaint from a lot of people because they're doing the season pass which is mm. kind of screwing people over. You know, they're going to charge them an extra money just to get all these extra map packs. And you're only going to give four to start, which is ridiculous. But you do get a fifth one. It's either this week or next. Um, so that one will be free. Actually, I think it might be tomorrow or maybe. But um, so there's only four maps. But depending on what mode you're in and how many players you have, you get different parts of those four maps uh, every, you know, sometimes. And so if like you're playing a small, uh, like, I don't know, this eight on eight, you're going to get a part of tattooing. If you're playing, you know, 20 on 20, you're going to get the whole map. And so it's, it kind of keeps it interesting that way. Um, there are maps that I really like, and there's kind of ones that are ho, I'm ho-hum about. Um, but I've never really had any strong feelings about any maps in any multiplayer shooters just because I don't care. Um, I, like I never play them enough to, to care, but this one I actually have been playing enough. And so I, I noticed the different nuances in the maps a little bit more. And, um, so I'm enjoying that a lot. I'm interested to play the, the free one that's coming out soon see how that map is. But I mean, it's just, it's a lot of fun. I don't know. I'd love to be able to play it with like, y- you know, you and you and Chris Ash, but, uh, I actually am playing it on Xbox one cause that's where my coworker only has an Xbox one. And so I've been buying a lot of games on my Xbox One that I plan on playing multiplayer with him. And this was one of I actually I just rented this one. I didn't buy it. But um, uh, if, well, yeah, I'd have to get it on PS4 because I don't have an Xbox One. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the downside to it, obviously, is that there's no real single player. There's no single player campaign. And the single player stuff is kind of their missions 
Um, I don't know. I haven't really dove into them too much yet just because I've been having fun with the multiplayer. The training sessions aren't very fun. And that's pretty much all that Chris did when he played because he rented it the day he came out from Redbox and he tried the training and then played the online for the multiplayer for a couple minutes and didn't like it. But I think if you skip the training like I did and kind of just spend that time in the multiplayer, you might have a little more fun with it. And uh, so that's I don't know. I'm really liking it. I was really liking it a lot. But I played a little bit of WWE 2K16. It is, I mean, man, compared to the old, because my heyday of playing the WWE games was really on the PS2, the PS1 and the PS2, but more so the PS2 because they had a lot of the classics back then. Um, Mm -hmm. And I haven't really touched it. Like I've bought, (laughs) you know, I bought uh, WWE 13, WWE 14. I actually still have wrapped behind me. And uh, I skipped WWE 15. And then I rented this one to try it out. And this is actually the first time I'm really sitting down to play the game. And it's such a slow moving game compared to the old older PS2 titles, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just different. It's a matter of getting used to it. But what pisses me off about video games is if I put a game on easy, you know, if that's the difficulty level I'm selecting, like I want the game to be easy. Like I hate when I put it on easy and I'm still having a hell of a time getting through getting through like a single match or in in this or in call of duty i had it dying a million times like if i put it on easy it's because i want to i don't want much of a challenge like i don't want to you know have to i don't want it to feel like i'm playing on a harder difficulty level i mean you know if i have a, a you know an eight-year-old kid or something who's trying to play it i want them to be able to on the easy setting and i feel like a yeah. lot of games you just can't nowadays and it pisses me off in wwe man easy i, I lost my first three matches Finally won one, and then I was like, I'm going to pause for a little bit. And then I went to go create a wrestler. And I just, I, every time I create a wrestler, I get lost in that. So I was in that for over an hour making Simon, like I always used to make in my wrestling games. <laughs> and then I never actually replayed with him because I was tired by the time I was done. But that's the way it goes. There's so many options. It's just overwhelming. But other than that, what else did I play? I don't think I played too, too much other than, oh, Skate 3. I am obsessed with Skate 3 right now. I rented Tony Hawk 5, as I talked about weeks back when it first came out. Chris and I hate Chris hated it. I liked it a lot. But playing Skate 3 reminds me of how great an, a skater, uh, a skating game can be. And it's so much better than Tony Hawk 5. I mean, it's such a, a fun game, but it's I'm getting to the point now where it's just like ridiculously hard. And I'm getting pissed because I have to like redo all these different things I'm trying to do 100 times. And it's aggravating, but... I'm almost done with the game. I'm almost beating it. And I've only started playing it, I think, this past weekend. Or, or the middle of last week it had to be. But it's it's a it's a fun skating game. So if you are into skaters and still have a 360 or a PS3, I highly recommend Skate 3. It's actually one of the very few games I reviewed for uh, Ash's website that he writes for, Die Hard Game Fan, when I was writing for that way back when. That's right. I forgot. I keep forgetting that you... Uh... You used to write there, yeah. <laughs> which is which is how I met you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wrote like maybe I don't even know five or six reviews, but I just remember I wrote my NCAA football. I think it was like 2010 review, and it was like a fucking thesis paper. It was so long because I did like the standard like I think it's like a ten point review system, or it was back then at least. I think it was ten points. Yeah, and I had like too, yeah. multiple paragraphs for each one. It was the longest thing ever. Oh, obnoxious. But yeah, switched from that to movies and uh, haven't looked back really. So it was. Uh, but I loved writing for Die Hard Game Fan because I, I learned so much about writing in uh, such a short amount of time. So it was really cool. But anyway, um, so today I got an email from Best Buy. That was, you know, because you're an elite member, in other words, because you spend a shit ton of money at Best Buy and you've become an elite member, <laughs> you, you get access to the Black Friday deals today as opposed to waiting till Friday. And so I was like, badass. And so I woke up bright and early this morning, got on there, and they had all but three of the video games I'm planning to buy on sale. And so I was able to get all of them but three. So I still have to go out. On Friday, which I like Ash suggested, I'm going to check online because I think the deals are supposed to be all day on Thursday online and then they start when the store opens on Thursday night. So I'm going to check online in the morning on Thanksgiving morning. So maybe I don't have to uh, go to the store, but yeah, only three more games I need. And so I'm excited about that. So what did I buy today? I bought The Witcher 3, 
Bloodborne. The hell else did I get? Oh, and I ended up picking Tony Tony Hawk Five up because it was only like fifteen bucks or no twenty bucks. So I ended up picking that one on. Oh, and I grabbed uh, Wolfenstein: The New Order for twelve bucks on PS4. And so I just got a few more games to get. I'm going to grab WWE 2K16 because it's down to 24 bucks. I'm going to grab Until Dawn because it's down to 16 bucks. Even though I already beat it, I want to try you know the different paths you can take. And for 16 bucks, why the hell not? And then I'm going to grab Borderlands: The Handsome Collection for 20. So those are what I'm planning to pick up. I'm kind of contemplating where's, the. Where's uh, Borderlands going to be on sale? Is that on Best Buy? Yep, these are all Best Buy. Yeah. They have a cheap ass gamer has a list like the master list. And so I was able to go through and uh, decided that if I didn't have to go to any other store besides Best Buy, that'd be perfect. So I think I ended up spending like I'm contemplating repicking up Grand Theft Auto five. And it's only like, I don't know, like four bucks more at Best Buy as opposed to Walmart. And so I just thought to myself, well, for four bucks, I might as well not go stand in the fucking Walmart lines, you know? It's just not worth mm-hmm. it. And so I'm just grabbing everything from Best Buy this year because I don't feel like dealing with like all the other stuff. But I'm really tempted to grab Guitar Hero because it's down to 60 bucks. It's down to a price of a regular video game. But my problem is it's the new – that's the game that has the new guitar. And I don't know if uh, I really want to learn the new guitar. Like I want to do the Rock Band guitar. So I don't know. I'm debating. I probably won't. I'm, I'm also debating picking up the PlayStation camera just for streaming. I thought it would be fun. But yeah, it's down maybe. to like 30 bucks. So I don't know. I picked up the PlayStation TV That's today. That's good. I know. Yeah, I did say that. Yeah. 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 But I picked up the PlayStation TV for 20 bucks. So like you said, Ash, it doesn't come with a remote or a, a Vita memory card. But as you mentioned, I mean, I have, you know, old or uh, I have two PS3 controllers and a PS4 controller, which they all work for it. Um, and I have, uh, I don't know. I don't have. I need to get a Vita memory card. Which they're actually there's an eight gig on sale for uh, twelve dollars right now. And one thing I just can't fathom: the PlayStation Vita did so, I, I guess, not poorly, I guess, but I don't know, maybe poorly. It hasn't done very well. I feel like no, it ha- its biggest sell- sales are in Japan. Yeah, exactly. Um, it hasn't. It has not done well in the U.S. And a lot of that, I think, actually has to do with the fact that. Sony decided that in their infinite wisdom, it'd be a great idea to have proprietary memory cards. That's exactly and, what I was going to talk about. Yep. You know, and which is stupid. It's like, what? But, how have you not dropped the price on these memory cards? I walk into Best Buy today, a 32 gigabyte memory uh, USB sticks, 10 bucks on sale for 10 bucks today. It's like, how are you trying to sell me a 32 gigabyte Vita memory card for $60? Like, give yeah. me a break. It's not like the the technology, the money you're putting into it is so much more. It's just an absolute joke. So that upsets me. But I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up Persona Four Golden because everyone's been talking about it. It's on sale for ten bucks. It is a Japanese RPG. Yeah, I know. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I was. It's a good one. I have that one on my Vita, and it is a fantastic game. That's cool. Definitely, definitely um, go into it with a guide. Um, I recommend doing that. at least to start with, yeah. so you kind of get an idea of what's what you're uh, getting into with it. They they have a lot of free ones online that are pretty good for that. Yeah, I have a bunch downloaded because I used to have the Vita, and then I sold it because I never played it. But I got the PlayStation TV for twenty bucks. So I'm like, well, hell yeah, like why not? You know. Um, and so I think I have a bunch of free games from that, and I have a bunch of like PS One games that I can use on it also. So that makes me happy. Um, and I also. My Christmas gift was spoiled for me. And so <laughs> I am getting a projector from for Christmas, which I am ridiculously excited about. And uh, we already found the spot. We're going to put it in the basement. So we have to like clear out half of the basement and we're putting it down there. We're going to move the move one of our couches down there that we don't really use. And uh, so that'll be set up. And I was um, planning on using the PlayStation TV down there for one. Um, but. I also was looking, I want to, because I have sound bars for my living room and my bedroom. I want to go back, because I used to have the 5.1 surround sound system, uh, but the speakers died and I didn't, uh, and it's like, it was like a home theater in a box. And so it wasn't really like a one to upgrade. There wasn't a main receiver, uh, like a traditional home stereo receiver. So I was at Best Buy today. 
I spend a lot of time at Best Buy because it's literally like in the same parking lot as my work. And so I just walk there almost every day at lunch. And so I spend a lot of time. That's why I talk about it so much. But um, I walked in and they have this Yamaha 5.1 surround sound on sale for like 330 bucks. And it has like a traditional receiver, which means I would be able to upgrade it if I wanted to in the in the future. And so I'm really thinking, thinking about grabbing that one. And that sale goes on through Saturday. So we'll see. I'm, I'm contemplating picking that one up because I really want that. Uh, 5.1 again. I want my basement to be rumbling as I watch movies on my 100-inch screen, which I'm really excited about. I'm most excited to watch my first 3D movie on my projector because if you watch it on like my 55-inch in my living room, like it looks cool, but it's nothing like the theater. And so I'm hoping when I get downstairs in in the projector with a 100-inch screen that it's going to feel more like the theater 3D, but we shall find out, I guess. But I'm excited. Can projectors do 3D? Yep. That they can. Oh, okay. Yeah, this one I'm getting is, is uh, it's DLP 3D. So we shall okay. see how it compares to my um, like LED 3D and LC. I was not aware they could do that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that they can. We'll see how it works. But I don't know. I guess that's about it. I'm excited for Thanksgiving and uh, arguably more excited for Black Friday shopping just because that's one of my favorite pastimes. Though I've already done half of it beforehand but that's okay we'll probably end up going out somewhere a lot of 4k tvs on sale i, I walked in when i was in best buy today i saw a ton of 4k tvs and i'm almost tempted but then it's like well i don't need it because i'm getting a projector and i already have you know bedroom and living room tied up so i just i don't know like i'd like to see something on a 4k tv but i don't know i don't want to pay another 800 bucks for it so can't blame you there yeah this is life. All right. So with that out of the way, ready to move on to the review of episode four? Sure. All right. <laughs> so episode four of Ash versus Evil Dead entitled Brujo, directed by David Frazee. And a fair warning, there will be spoilers for the entire series up to this point. Now, Ash... You didn't get to talk about episode three. Is there anything you wanted to say about episode three before we jump into episode four at all? Mm, nice to see Lucy Lawless in more than a passing. Yeah, scene or two. right. Cool. Definitely. Um, that was I <laughs> talk about being Fitz Ash with a with episode three the the whole yeah we'll just go ahead and summon one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it was very funny. I think that, again, I'm putting words in Chris's mouth, but I believe that was his favorite episode, I think he said, so far in the series. He really liked that last episode. And I, I loved it, too. I thought it was great. Um, Yeah, I don't I don't know that was my favorite yeah, was one, fun. but I really enjoyed it. It was just a, a good episode. And so this one, episode four, Brujo, picks up exactly where that episode ended. So uh, the cop, can you remember the cop's name? Is it? I don't remember I her name. I don't remember her name. I yeah. Forget. But, I probably won't remember it until like we're at like the second to last episode. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I know I wrote it down somewhere, but I'm not finding it right now. So, oh, well. All right. So the cop is in the room at the uh, bookstore and the bookshop owner has turned into a deadite. And so he tries attacking her, but she grabs the gun and is, uh, you know, about to get attacked when Lucy Lawless is character. She walks in and saves the day and, uh, you know, she says that she's her new best friend and, uh, destroys the demon as best she can at that point with the wooden table leg. And then we get the, uh, the trio driving down the road and Kelly's not feeling well, which is kind of a theme that lasts throughout this episode. Um, she says that she has a quote unquote tiny concussion from the, from the events that just preceded. And so... All of a sudden, the we get that that famous shot that we get in all the movies of the man. And I just I I'm so excited to talk about Army of Darkness. I just want to throw that out there right now. <laughs> uh, like I can't wait till next. Like I I I watched it yesterday, and uh, I'm I'm really ready to talk about it. Like it's it's going to be fun to talk about, and I think especially fun because I think Chris might uh, be on the opposite side of where I fall. So it'll be interesting to see. But, um. The that that shot that we know from the movies of the the camera just flying through the woods 
and mm-hmm. that's you know just lets us know that the evil's coming basically. And so this evil force it starts to to chase Ad the the trio down the road, and then all of a sudden it starts taking over the car, and Ash now. I may have looked away or something, but correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't he? He like flipped up the the switch, and it was nitrous oxide he was using, right, to make the car like take off like it was. Um, well, and that was what he ended up using after he realized that the car was being possessed. Okay, um, right. But yeah, like when initially he's, his solution was to smack dash. <laughs> yeah, which exactly. didn't work. Uh, my <laughs> car. That would have been my first reaction too. It's like, yeah, bitch. But yeah. Yeah, I that love was that he, nitrous oxide he had in his car. Okay. Yeah. I love I love that he goes, uh, you know, get out of this car. This is my car. It's it's paid off in 12 payments. It just, yeah. That's <laughs> dying. Because that's the same car he has from the, you know, when he was uh, uh, 20-something. I just thought that was awesome. Um, And so they finally, they, they arrive at the, the Brujo's property. And uh, the it seems like the evil force is, is gone or whatever, so. And then we go back to the cop and Lucy Lawless. And that's when it's revealed, I think for the first time, at least I didn't, it was a shock to me anyway, that Lucy Lawless, she's actually, her character is actually the sister of the, or she's part of that family that we get in Evil Dead 2. And yeah. so she's the sister of the ma- of the girl in Evil Dead 2. And I thought that was really shocking to me. I didn't expect that at all. Did you know that coming in? No, that I did not know. Okay. I thought that was pretty. Yeah, I've been avoiding spoilers for this one like crazy. Yeah, yeah, so. definitely. Um, so her and the cop will agree to work together. I don't know Lucy Lawless's character's name either, so I'm just calling her Lucy Lawless from here on out. But <laughs> <laughs> they agree to work together, and then she kind of curb stomps the shop owner's head, which was awesome, and it smashes it. Yeah, they do. Like, I'm beginning to wonder actually if they didn't plan on having this like. In like a quasi 3D, or if we're gonna get like a 3D release, you know what? Doing the pop out stuff. Yep. It's exactly what I was thinking when when uh, when that happened. That's funny you mentioned that because I thought the exact same thing. I was like, man, it almost feels like I should be watching this in 3D. I don't know. So it'll be interesting to see if they do that in the future. That's a good, <laughs> definitely a good catch. Oh, sorry. No, fine. Yeah. Uh, and then they're kind of walking up to the Bruja's house, the uncle's house. Pablo's saying, you know, basically he left the family because he wanted to pursue things outside of this, you know, farm or whatever you want to call it, this reserve area. And um, he's like, you know, I he now I'm, I just ended up working at this stupid store. And Ash goes, hey, hey, you're in the electronics department. That's a big time. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's big time. Uh, that's big time. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, Pablo's uncle is clearly not happy with him. Um, and then Ash. I do like Pablo's uncle. Pablo's uncle's hilarious. Yeah, he was. He was quite funny. Just he is so <laughs> so straight laced. Right. Ash is attempts at trying to get him anything out of him. Or just mm-hmm. hilarious. <laughs> oh, I know. It's so funny. Oh, uh, and then Ash throws out his tagline: "When evil shows up, it blows up." Still working on the slogan. <laughs> and Kelly's like, "I actually like it." <laughs> that was awesome uh so the uncle uh he he looks at ash and he says you know the flame is weak but it flickers inside him and then he's basically just making fun of him calling him old and tired and yada 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 and so ash goes oh thanks for the opinion you can now you know shove that up your ass it was just awesome he said it a lot uh, a lot better than i just did but it was it was very funny and then <laughs> um Kelly's kind of she's walking around. I don't, what is this? Is, is it a reservation? Like, what is Pablo? He said he's not Mexican. What is he? I don't know. Because uh, he like. Uh, he. Uh, he said he's not Mexican, but I don't know whether he's like Native American. That's what I was supposed to be Native, Native American. That's kind of what but I was thinking. He, I mean, they speak but Spanish. Exactly. Yeah, they're speaking Spanish. But, right. That's I. I but don't that understand. might just be because of the area they're in too. Uh, that might just right. be because of the area they're in. But they're in Michigan, so I I don't know of any areas in Michigan that are. I I don't know. I don't know, but it's weird. But anyway, she's walking around this this reservation and she's looking at all these like weird um, like statues that he has up or, I don't know. Ash calls it the artwork that he has up and she starts freaking out and so the um bruja says you know take care of, take care of her 
um, I'm going to try to take care of him and uh, Ash. And so the brewer, you know, he says that Ash has a total lack of self-awareness and it's going to make it difficult to find out what he needs to know, but he's going to try it anyway. So it gives him this like crazy concoction sort. Um, and Ash thinks that it's going to give him an acid trip, which later he finds out that Ash was absolutely right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the, uh, the cop, I love, I love this. Go ahead. Uh, I loved Ash trying to, uh, that might have been a little later, but Ash trying to get him to give him a little bit more. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's like, you know, you, you give me another one, I'm not getting anything out of this. And he's just like, no, this this will this will be terrible for you. Yeah, you know, either it'll help you or kill you. And he's just like, maybe half a cup then. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. So the the cop and the sister again. Um. We. She's all. They're walking to the car, and of all things, she opens up the trunk. And she pulls out Ash's real hand from Evil Dead 2. And it's like uh, twitching. And she said that it's, you know, been still for 30 years and it just started twitching. And so she's uh, she's on the hunt for Ash. So basically she thinks that, you know, Ash is responsible for her family's death, right? Yeah. And so she's out to seek. She says that. She says that. But on the other hand, the one deadite when the shop owner was like, we are blah, blah, blah. And before he could finish saying what he was saying, she like quick grabbed something and chopped his head off. Yeah. I noticed that too. So I'm wondering if it's more to her than, than yeah, than we're getting. Right. Right. Yeah. It's not interesting to see what that comes to. Um, and then the next scene is, is what you were talking about where, you know, he says he's not feeling any of the medicine. Um, and he's like, I had bagels for breakfast. Maybe that's, maybe the bread's soaking it up. Um, but then the, the brujo blows smoke in his face and then he sees he's mumbling all these different phrases. And then that's when Ash starts having this acid trip and it's just crazy. He sees like an eyeball in the guy's mouth and then he like flashes back to like evil dead two scenes. Um, and then we get like a, a trip to the state of Michigan um, we get like '80s TV shows like popping up on the screen. All this just weird, crazy shit, kind of just—I don't even know. And and then all of a sudden he wakes up and his eyes are sewn shut, and he's in the middle of the woods. And the brujo says the key to you know see inside yourself is to see without sight. And uh, there's like a bunch of these creepy, faceless creatures just grabbing at him. Um, and the brujo tells him to stop being a bitch and to be the jefe. And uh, eventually he's able to open his eyes and he sees these creatures and then he threatens him with a chainsaw, which, you know, um, the brujo is like, there you go. Um, And then all of a sudden he ends up in his quote unquote spiritual center, the place that makes him the happiest. (laughs) And of all places, that place is Jacksonville, Florida. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the most (laughs) random thing to me. Um, And he says. That he's did you watch the uh, Did you watch the making of afterwards? No, I didn't. The the behind the scenes. They they mentioned that the the re- reason they picked Jacksonville is they think that Ash may have gotten a postcard from there, and it probably had a girl in a bikini on it. And he says, "Like that would be a perfect place. I just take backstage, <laughs> look at girls on the beach, and and that's the that's the reason he picked that place is because that's he awesome. got, probably got like some random postcard. <laughs> How perfect! Yeah, I love it because he said. He's never even been there. He said he had tri- he had tickets to go there, but then he took some chick up to a cabin a long time ago, and his life has never been the same since. Obviously, referring to Evil Dead too, um, and so he just—I don't know—it's just so ridiculous. Um, and so then we get um, Kelly and Pablo, and they're making a—they're trying to surprise Ash by making a hand for a new hand for him, because obviously he lost his in the last episode. And so they're joking about Ash's hair dye. And uh, then all of a sudden, Kelly has this pain in her head and she heads into the other room. Um, she falls to the ground in pain. And um, Pablo is trying to like check on her like, hey, no, what's wrong? What's wrong? You know, I'm going to have to come in. And she turns into this creature from the third episode. And uh, when she looks in, the, like her eyes go completely back. And then she looks into the mirror and she's the creature from that last episode that they summoned. And so Pablo, he's trying to check on her. Um, but she pops out looking completely normal. She says that she's fine. And so Pablo goes back to working on the hand. And at one point he needs to plug something in. And so she, so she grabs it from him and says, I'll do it. And she goes over, she does something to the cord and plugs it in and it electrocutes Pablo, throwing him across the room from his chair. Um, and then 
a quick shot of Eck in Jacksonville, and he's talking to his lizard named Eli. And uh, there, <laughs> he's the, like, the lizard, the lizard cracked my shit up because I know <laughs> what what my my bearded dragon's mouth looks like, yeah. and it doesn't have human fucking teeth in it. Either. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh man. I liked it. Uh, he's like, and, and don't tell people what I do in a, when we're alone together. All right. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, don't worry about it. Oh, man. Um, and so Kelly runs out. She goes to get the Brujo and tells him about Pablo being electrocuted. Um, and he, he runs and says, you know, watch Ash. He's in a good spot. So watch him and I'll go take care of Pablo. And then all of a sudden in Ash's acid trip, he sees the words in the clouds instead of it saying Jacksonville says surrender Ash. And um, and then he's transformed. I think he was transformed to the old cabin, right? From the Evil Dead movies. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so it was his nightmare. And then eventually he's, he's taken to the stock room at his old job where that evil doll attacked him. Um, and then the creature shows up. And the lizard tells him, you know, you need to end this nightmare or the creature's going to take full control of his trip and of his mind. And that's when Ash realizes, oh, you know, this is my dream. This is my acid trip. I make the rules. I can control things. And so that's when he starts pushing in the dream he's in or in the trip he's in, he's pushing back the demon with his hand. But then it shows us in reality, he's actually strangling Kelly to death. And so uh, the Brujo and Pablo walk in and they see what's going on. And obviously they're trying to get stopped, but he's not because he's not, you know, he's kind of in his own world. He doesn't hear them. He doesn't see them. They don't exist to him. And then Pablo grabs uh, one of the, the, uh, I don't know what you call those things. The thing he was that the Brujo was using to grind the concoction together, and he knocks Ash out, which saves Kelly. And so then Kelly gives him a big hug, and they're all three staring down at Ash, who's who's clearly unconscious on the ground. And then the camera zooms into Kelly, and we're the only ones who can see her eyes go completely black. So she's clearly still this creature as episode four ends. So, Ash, what were your overall thoughts on episode four of Ash vs. Evil Dead? Um, I liked this one. I didn't like it as much as episode three. Um, I do like what they're doing, that they're doing something different with Kelly, that she's not just, uh, oh, we're going to turn her into a deadite and have Ash kill her type of thing. They're actually doing something, you know, interesting with her as far as that goes. So that'll be cool. If they um, have Kelly turn into a deadite, uh, I'm going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> I, that would that, that would suck. I, I hope they don't do that, just because I, I think it's she's too interesting uh, to to kill at this point. Absolutely. Um, but, and it is a horror show, so it could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, I liked the uh, I did like uh, the chase scene with the 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 uh, the cloud and everything else. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah. The uh, the hand effect was fantastic, and I'm glad they did the original effect they were planning on doing, which is to have the hand in like a lucite jar because it would it looked ridiculous. They were right; it did, did look absolutely ridiculous because it looks like it's like ten times bigger than it actually is <laughs> in the jar. So having that, having the mechanic, you know, the the prop hand outside of that actually looks much cooler. Um. But yeah, I liked the I liked the throwback to Evil Dead Two, and I thought that was interesting that they are using all, most of the shots from Evil Dead Two, even though they right. had used shots from Evil Dead uh, previously too. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I I'm with you. But overall, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I'm with you. I thought this was uh, you know I enjoyed the episode, uh, but it was not as fun as episode three. Uh, but I mean, still a good episode and it's still clearly driving the plot forward, which is very important in my opinion. And, uh, still a lot of fun. And I do, like you said, I mean, I like that they are doing something different with Kelly. I'm interested to see where it goes. Cause I hope it doesn't go. I hope it doesn't end with her death because I think she's just a, an essential part of that trio. Uh, you know, she's needed in order to keep the show as fun and, and flowing as it is. So I really hope they don't get rid of her. But yeah, I don't know. Overall, it's 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 just a fun series. I look forward to watching it every week. And uh, yeah, we're coming up on the halfway point next, I believe. I think this is 10 episodes. Is it 10 or 12? I think it's 10. And I think I it's was, Is it 10 or 13? Between 10 and 13. Right, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember. Know. What was what was screen? I think it is ten. 
I think it is too, because I think it was the same as Scream, which is um, ten. Yeah, could be. It's sad that it's sad that Asher's Evil Dead is getting more done in a half hour than Scream managed to do with an hour. Oh, I know. I mean, come on. Absolutely. Well, it's technically, technically not because Asher's Evil Dead doesn't have commercials, so they're doing it in a full thirty-minute chunk. Right. But still, they're doing it in thirty minutes as opposed to the forty or forty-five that Scream was doing it. So yeah. you know. I don't know. Even though they don't have commercials, though, still the episodes only last in about 26 to 27 minutes because then uh, you still have like the um, the stuff afterwards, the making of as afterwards. And still it's only about a 30 minute total. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm thinking about that. But yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So any other thoughts on Ash vs. Evil Dead episode four or three before we call it an evening? I really don't like where they left it. <laughs> Yeah, just I know. Uh, just from the preview, just for the preview for the next episode too. I was just like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's gonna be fun. I can't wait till, till the next episode. Should be great. So excellent. All right. So again, we apologize that we didn't get to talk about Army of Darkness on this episode. But next week, assuming that uh, Chris is better and Ash is is still good and I am good, we will assuming so assuming that we're all here, we will be talking about Army of Darkness, the theatrical cut. And we'll be talking about episode five of Ash vs. Evil Dead. So make sure you are caught up on both of those before you tune into next week's episode. And as I mentioned at the start of the show, I hope everyone who's listening who celebrates the holiday has an absolutely fantastic Thanksgiving. Uh, enjoy it with your friends and family. I know I will be. And Ash, a special happy Thanksgiving to you, even though I will be talking to you before then, obviously. But I hope you and uh, you and the family have a great time. Thank you. You too. Thank you. And uh, thanks for joining me tonight, Ash. I look forward to talking with you next week and uh, hopefully Chris will be back. So we'll be able to, I don't know, talk about it even more so uh, because it's always fun to hear Chris's opinion as well. So, all right. So thank you guys for listening and we will catch you next time. (laughs) 